Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f- great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm hearing a big echo. Me too. It'll stop in a second. <laughs> it's just because I was playing okay. music. You guys need to just. <laughs> can you guys just learn to roll with stuff? Because it's all wild to get wired together. Let's see if I'm a bailing wire. We just... know you guys. I don't know why we get all excited. You know, women want to I was like, is Dallin talking at the same time I am? <laughs> I was we like, share a, we share a what? brain, not a brain. I know we do, but I'm like, oh my goodness, we have the same voice. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the Red Wine. We have such a fact-filled, uh, ranting show that we're going to be having tonight. But first, um, I of course am Diane, and I am joined um, by Darylin, as Jody is still on hiatus, recovering from um, our vehicle accident. We hope you're feeling better, Jody. Um, that was just crazy about that accident. Um, 
But, Dallin, if you could update everybody as to um, between the last time we were on the show and currently you had your primary. So if you could oh, update um, people as to how the primary went. Well, I'm really proud of our campaign, um, considering, you know, we'll talk about what we're going to get into afterwards. But um, considering it was my first time and I had worked, you know, undercover for 10 years and I, I never really looked to get my name out there. Um, I'm really happy that close to 5,000 people voted for me. I'm, I'm super proud of that. I'll, you know, nobody likes to lose. I'll tell you that. And anyone who says they mind losing is, um, you know, shouldn't be in the game. But I would love to try it again. Um, you know, I, I, I don't make the same mistakes twice and hopefully there'll be a new, uh, state committee woman and state committee man in a few years and we'll have a little bit more help. And, um, hopefully I'll be able to get my name out there a little more by staying involved and I am helping the candidates. Um, I offered my help to, uh, Chris Lazon's campaign and William Peters and Carrie McRae. And I haven't heard from any other campaigns, but that's what I'm focusing on now. And that's what I said I would do. And I'm, I'm really proud to do it. Absolutely. I mean, the, the message you had um, was solid. Um, and, you know, I, I thought the same exact thing. We got your name out there. Obviously not enough. And the, the best part of it is, is you learn from your mistakes. You know now what areas to focus on. Um, and, but the bottom line is, is you had such an incredible message for the citizens of the Cape and Islands. And so many people, 5,000 plus, really resonated with your message. I mean, that's amazing to me. I mean, absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm really so proud of that. Like I said, that the loss was hard, but, you know, everyone gives their two cents after the fact. And, and one person said something to me that, you know, may or may not make sense. And I'll let other people, you know, decide what they think is, you know, one, we had a big debacle in Barnstable, and that's my town, and that's the town I worked really hard. Uh, oh, if you could update, because there was a lot of controversy um, surrounding that, so if you could update um, the people listening exactly what happened, because I think um, people need to know. So, of course, Election Day was, you know, it was it was anticipated. It was, you know, the anticipation the last three days is... Um, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, it really is, especially when, you know, people donated so much money to me and $1,000 at a time. You know, I take that seriously and I worked really hard and the polls weren't open and people said there's no ballots. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I went around early to put out all my signs and we had no ballots in the whole town of Barnstable. There's like 50,000 people in Barnstable. And that's one of the, that's the biggest town on the Cape, correct? It's the biggest town on the Cape. And the most Republican town, you know, it's it's Barnstable and then probably Yarmouth and Dennis. And then the further it goes down, it, you know, kind of dilutes into Democrats down into P-Town. I think there's maybe six um, Republicans that voted for me in P-Town, which is great. It's better than nothing. <laughs> six smart people. <laughs> right. Six smart people. Love you guys. Um, so there was no there was no ballots until 11 o'clock. So from what I hear locksmiths were calling into the town of Barnstable because allegedly the vault first it came the vault was tampered with and then it was broken and I thought you know as a retired police officer if it's tampered with then it's a crime scene if it's broken I mean how did it break overnight it just you know with election integrity and you know I think it was just straight out incompetence is what is what happened you know that's what I hope it is anyways I, I don't want people to lose faith 
in the process, but I do want them to pay attention. So they uh, rejected the local locksmith for a Boston locksmith, who I'm sure was a union, and it took them, you know, 12 or 15 hours to get the vault open, which either means it's a very old, terrible vault, or he's getting paid by the hour, and he's not a very good locksmith, is my opinion, but all the ballads were locked in there. So I went to the town hall at the direction of the chair of the state, Jim Lyons, and I made an inquiry if I could see the ballad that they printed to make sure that everyone's name was correct and in the right place and spelled correctly and so forth. So I went to town hall and they said, you have to talk to the clerk. Oh, she's in a meeting. Was there anyone else? The assistant clerk. She's in the same meeting. Okay. Can anybody just give me uh, here? Here's my phone. Take a picture of it and bring it back to me. No, we can't do that. But you can speak to the Republican um, registrar. I don't recall her name, but I was asking her some questions and she told me that, the Secretary of State emailed a PDF to a printing company in Barnstable. Uh, Barnstable or Sandwich. I, I think it was Barnstable. I can't remember the name of it. But either way, so of course, again, being a police officer, I said, well, was there an election official there to receive the email? And was it deleted afterwards? Because I, I don't know what that process is, but I would hope that it would be somewhat secure. And then the state committee woman, Judy Crocker, came in and I said, oh, uh, how, how are you doing? She says, I've been here since seven. And I said, well, who, how did you know to come here? She goes, the media. I said, well, if the vault was broken at 4 a.m., how did the media know to contact you? Who contacted you? And she said, Matt Pitta. I said, Matt Pitta called you and told you to come down to the town hall? And she shook her head. And so I continued to ask the Republican registrar questions, and Judy Crocker said, you do not have to answer any of her questions because she's a candidate. I said, hold on just a minute. I spent 25 years protecting people's constitutional and civil rights. My candidacy does not obfuscate my right to know or to ask questions of an elected official, or I think she's an elected official, or an appointed official, either way. I'm a citizen, I'm a resident, and I'm an American, and I'll ask her questions whenever I want. She can refuse to answer, to which I'll write down she refused to answer. But you can't instruct a town official not to answer my questions. And then they both just walked away from me. Which so, right there it just, sent me over the edge. You know, I don't know what happened. I, I wasn't looking there to cause controversy. I was, you know, the state, the state, um, the state chairman of the Republican Party asked me, he sent me on a mission. And I eventually accomplished it, but, you know, ran into some roadblocks. And that just, we weren't open until 11 o'clock. So any police officer that was on the third shift, you know, would have had to wait around until 11. And they're tired, especially if they worked a double. So any police officer, any fireman, anyone who works off Cape, um, I know they're allowed like two or four hours per law to vote, but by the time they get to the work, then they're going to have to turn around and come back. So, you know, it was disheartening, I'll have to say, and I'm not, I'm not blaming that on my loss, but it, it, it's, it was about 2,500 votes difference, I think. Um, Yeah, I think about, it was 2,300, but. You know, two things that stand out here to me, you know, um, I'm a public official. I know how towns run. The fact that you have the Republican state committee woman 
um, instructing a town employee to refuse to answer your questions when, A, you are a citizen of that town, first and foremost, and that they turned around and walked away um, is, is unacceptable to me. And, well, then, and let's, I, let's not put out that, let's not forget the fact that the state committee chairwoman is also the head of the Republican town committee for the town of Barnstable as well. Correct. Um, which of course leads us into our next, uh, interesting discussion, um, that came out, um, afterwards. Well, this was just, it was almost too much. It was almost too much to bear to think that you would be scuttled by, your own Republican state committee woman, which, you know, she discouraged me right from the beginning. Um, So that was suspect to me. And I didn't understand why, because I didn't feel that we had any, you know, personality conflicts prior to this. And you supported her husband when he was running for a state representative, I believe. Correct. I did. I did. I forget what year that was. Maybe it was 2019 or I'm not sure. I, I, and I think that was your first dabble into politics. Kind oh, of. it was, right, because I called up Tim Whelan, who was running for sheriff, and he's a state rep. Um, so I called him, and I said, you know, I'd like to volunteer in politics. Is there someone that you could direct me to? So I met Judy for breakfast, and I ended up volunteering for her husband Will's uh, re-election campaign. I donated $1,000, and I drove him around all summer. I door-knocked and, um, you know, put his signs out, and I, I participated and um, apparently that's, you know, that that's not enough. So, you know, there was, this, and, we and that there was an unwritten rule and it came out on the Ed Lambert show, which is on 95.1, um, I heart the WX, yeah. WXTK. Yeah. And, and she called him up and was, well, let's, let's rude. talk about first going, going back mm-hmm. to the role of this, the state committee woman okay. or man is to find Promote and support candidates. candidates for the Republican parties. Correct. New- and and the, the key word in all of this is neutral. Okay. Um, and, or at least have the appearance of being neutral. I mean, right. we're not, the, we're not the thought police. Um, but when we were at this back up to the state convention, we had a primary. It was Jeff deal. Um, in in Leah, and I always Leah Allen Cole, Leah Cole Allen. I yeah. <laughs> it's really hard when they have the three names, but Leah Cole Allen, and I supported them a hundred percent. I had met Jeff a number of years ago, and just really took a liking to him because he was genuine. You know, he was one of the people that I knew had been into politics, but you didn't get that feeling when you were next to him that you know he was either trying to get something from you or. Um, it was just a very genuine, he has two girls, he's married, he loves his wife and they're very adorable together. And I just, he's a principled person. And had he not been running for governor, I I may not have even thought about, you know, participating in in any campaigns or even to go as so far as to run. And and right Uh, now, uh, Jeff Deal and um, Lisa Cole Allen. Leah, Leah. Leah, I'm so sorry. Um, that's why I'm from New Hampshire, not Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are the present Republican um, candidates for governor um, in Massachusetts to replace uh, Charlie Baker. And they're running against um, Maura Healy, who is just will destroy that state. There's just no ifs, ands or buts about it if she gets in. A hundred percent. 
hundred percent. You, you take the people on Martha's Vineyard that were all like, oh my God, great. Look, I sat there and gave them clothes. Get the hell off my island. And right, that's more Healy times 100. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. And so what they did was differently this year is Jim Lyons had everyone vote verbally. So and Jim Lyons is the, the chairman, uh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts GOP chairman. chairman Controversial. Right. Yes. There's been some issues within the party, but kind yeah. of like what's in what's going on in the entire country is you have a Republican party that is somewhat divided. You have your Mitt Romney's who are your rhinos. And then you have your, people that are just everyday conservatives um, that conservatives or even libertarians that just I, I like to say want limited governments. Yeah. Principled. Yeah, exactly. Limited government. Get out of my face. Um, but they want to be able to survive. I mean, it's, it's insane well, want, what we're faced with now with smaller government. My idea is with smaller government, you can mm-hmm. point to where the problem is when you have oh, yes. five bosses you know, everyone can kind of pass the buck. And for me, you know, the Constitution is a great document um, that should be followed. And the rules of the Republican Party and being a, a state committee person in a, in a Barnstable chair of an, a Republican town committee is you're supposed to be neutral. Well, the Crockers had this awful campaign against Jeff and really said some really rude and uh, un, uncalled for for the position that they hold. This, and I consider it a position of trust. And if anybody are, wants to go view it, it's at Judy Crocker, C-R-O-C-K-E-R. Um, if she does try to delete any of her tweets, it is completely archived. As you all well know, I archive everything. <laughs> very, very... The comments that she made about, you know, if you if you compare that she supported the other candidate, Chris Doughty, he lost. He's been respectable since he's lost her comments of someone that is supposed to be neutral. If she's neutral, then I look like Cindy Crawford and I'm about a foot shorter. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's hard to mistake the two of you. (laughs) Easy, easy to mistake the two of you. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, and it was really hurtful to, to, to me personally, because, you know, I don't know Jeff, I don't go to his house for dinner, but, you know, I campaigned with him over in Nantucket and I just, I really, I admire him and the state committee woman kept hitting him because he had lost and I admire him because he got up every time he got back up every single time. And that's the kind of person that I think is a winner, you know? He's, but think about it. He he. You're in Massachusetts. The chances of realistically a Republican winning a race is next to none when you consider what they're up against. Well, especially when you find out about this unwritten rule. But just to give a little bit of a background, so at the state at the um, state convention, there was a, a like a verbal roll call. So Chris Dowdy, I believe had 25, 27%. And the Crockers, they're both state committee man and woman, a couple. I don't, I don't really know how that happened. It doesn't sound like it's a very good idea to me, but. Well, uh, apparently the person that was in the position, I believe, um, passed, passed away and he, they met in a parking lot 
and um, they did a vote and he got appointed. He's not an elected, he's appointed. Well, he got appointed by the other state committee chairs, whatever. That's right. what happened. There's an article, I uh, will put the link on the red wine that discussed the backdoor dealings on how that happened. Yeah, it was really, you know, it's, it's politics I found out is really dirty. It's, it's dirty, but there are some really good people. I mean, I've met so many good people and so many strangers that really reached out to me and donated their money and more importantly, their time and their energy. Yes. And, you know, I, it, it, it's, it, it was overwhelming. It was, it was, it was, it was the most wonderful gift someone can give you is their time and their energy, of course, in their money as well. But you know, uh, they just, they didn't support and they still don't support him after he won. I mean, they should be holding fundraisers for him here and some of the other candidates and that's just not happening. And, um, you know, William Peters was another one. So to go back to the unwritten rule, when you first knew something was a mess, when you told, um, Judy Crocker that you were going to be running, um, they already had a candidate that they were, that they, I think they had put forth. I don't know. Um, well, see, I was didn't know the, that at right. the time. Yeah. He was the eventual winner. But at the at the start of that um, was typical to me, in my eyes, I think it's a usual typical Democratic move. But there was a whisper campaign that got started. That the whisper was campaign was started by um, the husband of the committee chairwoman, whatever her Which name is, Judy really, Parker. really sad. And like I said, yeah. we spent a lot of time with him. You know, but but the around. but to get to the whisper campaign, he went around telling people, "Oh, Darlin Haywood's not running; she's going to be dropping out." Well, he didn't even really say my name. Um, well, the other candidate. I mean, pretty he much was addressing, you were the other candidate. Yeah, he was addressing the Orleans Republican Town Committee, and he didn't know that three of my friends were there. Yeah, and they asked who's running for state senate. He said uh, Christopher Lazon. You know, he's a mechanic. He's from Austin Mills, and some other woman from West Barnstable. And I said, really? Are you sure? And three people texted to me at the same time. And he said that I think she's dropping out. And I think she's going to drop out once she learns that there's a primary. And I thought, man, I'm a veteran, a police officer. I don't quit anything. Right. Um, And then that was just the beginning of the roadblocks. It was. That you faced. And, and, you know, we didn't obviously, uh, you know, I've been aware of it. We haven't spoken publicly about it. But now's the time because this has to change. And if it's going on in Massachusetts, I've heard it's going on in New Hampshire. We need to make sure that this does not happen in these town committees. Well, I think what people, I, you know, what, what Judy Crocker said was, are you trying to get more progressives elected? Which doesn't make any sense to me, of course. But she is a progressive. I mean, there could be progressives on the left and the right. And she is a progressive. She's half a Democrat, really. And, and, the, and so that is when you were made aware back then of the quotation marks unwritten rule. So if you could right. tell what the unwritten rule is. So the unwritten rule and, you know, after the election, I'll, I'll speak a little bit more profoundly about it. But I asked a particular elected individual if they would support me if I ran for office. And they said, I can't. We have an unwritten rule that we don't support candidates, Republican candidates against incumbent Democrats. It's part of their delegation. And the delegation includes Democrats. And I thought, 
So I called the person up and I said, are you out of your mind? And we started to, you know, voices started to get a little loud and, you know, I don't, I don't put up with that. So, um, so that relationship was a little bit strained. Um, and I, and I, it was very clear that I'm not going to support you. So the other candidate went and took pictures with all these establishment people, which, you know, Hey, maybe that's what I should have done. Um, but you know, I, it was received loud and clear to me. So I thought, well, I'll just do my best and work around it the best I can being it's my first time and, um, getting no support from the RTC. So, you know, the Cape Cod Republican club, they wouldn't even take my check so I could post them. Talk about what the, and and I'm, I'm going to say their names because it's public. Yeah. Rob Chamberlain. Oh, Rob, Rob Chamberlain, yeah. Dennis. Yeah, Rob, Rob Chamberlain. So he's a chairman of the the or the head Dennis. of the Dennis uh, Republican Town Committee. Just mm-hmm. say what he said to you. Um, he told me to f off at the state committee convention. I tried to introduce myself to him because I had had a meeting prior with um, Mr. Covell, who's friends with him, and I said I don't understand why he won't meet me. He said he doesn't want he doesn't he won't support you, and he wants you to stay out of the town of Dennis. Who the f- said F? <laughs> I almost swore on air. I don't think know. he I is. I felt, and I said, Who oh, the- for someone for someone. Well, he's he has he has money and his family. I don't. I don't give a shit if he's a freaking attorney like he is. I don't care you know, because you well, know what? He doesn't own Dennis. Well, he has a lot of liquor stores and you know he's got some dough and whatever. I mean, but I was just appalled. I I, I said to um, Paul Covell, I said for for someone who's that rich, it's not very smart because. At least meet me, and then you decide you don't like me. Um, but to discriminate against me before you ever meet me at all, you know, and the fact that I was a veteran and a police officer, and I live in the, I've lived in the community, I've been on the Cape my whole life. Um, I just thought that was appalling. But so I wasn't able to get into any of those those Republican town committees, and of which there was a few. There was quite a few. Um, yeah. You know, Howard let me in one time to talk. Cape Cod Republican Club. You know, I tried to give them a check. They it wouldn't take it, so I couldn't post on their site, which was fine. Um, oh well, they took your um, the eventual winning candidates' checks. I can tell you. <laughs> well, well, they they my state committee woman actually donated to him throughout the whole campaign. So yeah, um, it's just it's not neutral. Oh, know? it's definitely and, not neutral. And it's not. I was very disillusioned. Because I thought that perhaps she was a principled person and that he was a principled person because you think if you donate someone $1,000 and you work on their campaign, you're with them every single day, driving them around with my car and my gas, um, that you deserve some sort of loyalty. But that, that aside, uh, Judy went on to Ed Lambert, who had been talking about the, un, the unwritten rule that Republicans don't elected Republicans don't support Republican candidates. And for and someone who and just to, for background, politics, just mm-hmm. for background, this, this story, um, you came know, out um, on Ed Lambert, it came out on the Ed Lambert show on WXT. So if you ever want to listen to it, it is just absolutely my, my jaw hit the floor. Me too. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm new to politics and, you know, I don't always say the right thing because I'm not a polished politician, but she's allegedly ran campaigns and does fundraisers. And her husband was in 
um, politics. So she's aware she has a, her own, like, you know, marketing um, business for politicians. I couldn't believe she came on, on the air. She was rude to Ed. She said, you know, she admitted that there was an unwritten rule and that the reason admitted. we have to do that. He asked her outright and she said, come on, Ed, and, and I will sit there and break it down and put it on the red wine so you guys can all listen to it for yourselves. Um, she said the Democrats do it as well. So when you hear that, and, and another little background. But, but the Democrats do it better because there's 37 obviously. Democrat senators and there's three Republican senators. So my point was. You well, sell your soul to you, the Democrats. Why wouldn't you support me? And then perhaps you could um, be one more Republican senator. But and, and the, the, the answer I got was, well, we have to work with them. Well, maybe you could work with them and me. And I'm not saying, you know, we need to go in there like gangbusters, but there has to be some transparency so that people understand that I really want, I don't want people to leave the Republican Party. No. I want unprincipled rhinos who aren't, who aren't principled uh, Republicans. I want them to leave. And I want they, people who want a smaller government and they, you know, don't want their uh, kids micromanaged or their life micromanaged or all their money to be given away to illegal aliens and give them voting rights. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. Well, I, I, I had reached out. Um, we, we, the red wine reached out to all of the um, chair people of um, the Republican town committees to ask them, you know, basically um, what their thoughts were on, you know, this unwritten rule. And I'm just trying to find it right here. I have I... it. So, Darren, do you want, uh, we heard from Ed um, Stadelman. He is actually the chairman of the Falmouth, which is one of the larger cities um, down the Cape. So I don't know if you want to read what he, he said. He was the only one out of about 13 or 14, I think, that actually responded. Uh, well, I did say that, you know, I don't know if everybody checks their email every day. So I said, if they don't message us today, because I, we sent it this morning, that we would, you know, in the next show, you know, we would read the rest of them. But what you sent out was, um, my, my name is Diane Beyer. I'm a co-host of the podcast, The Red Wine, with Jody as Magera, Magera, uh, and Daryl and Haywood on KRLNradio.com. On our show tonight, we'll be discussing the unwritten rule that Ed Lambert of 95 WXTK has been discussing. And State Committee Woman Judy Crocker confirmed that elected Republicans will not publicly support candidates running against incumbent Democrats. Would you care to provide a comment? Secondly, can you confirm or deny whether your RTC subscribes to the same unwritten rule? Third, please list the ways in which your RTC has offered support to Republican candidates openly and behind the scenes. If you could reply at your earliest convenience, we plan on running with the story starting on our show tonight at 9 p.m. and we'll be reading the answers on air. And um, Ed was nice enough to reply. He said, as chairman of the Falmouth RTC, this unwritten rule goes against everything we stand for. This is the cancer that's destroying the Republican Party. Our RTC met this week and we hosted candidates running against incumbents and have actively supported them. My instructions to my RTC was to support candidates directly, whether it be financially or volunteer activities, by passing regional, state, or national organizations that may not use the resources members are providing to unseat Democrats. 
So in answer to your question, the Falmouth RTC will never subscribe to the unwritten rule nor support any organization or committee that does. Your third question has many answers. We invite our candidates to meetings. Many of our members participate in standouts, stuff envelopes, and phone banks. Our RTC sponsored a sunset cruise and invited candidates to speak on board. On a personal level, I have made my aircraft and piloting skills available to fly conservative candidates around our state. Our mission is to rid us of Democrats and little aggressives. Well, Ed, cheers to you. Cheers to you and much respect. And thank you for speaking your mind and being a principled conservative, a principled Republican. Absolutely. I will say, though, that, that Chatham RTC in the Bourne RTC was extremely supportive of me, as well was a Brewster in the United States. And Nantucket. And Nantucket. I cannot forget everybody on Nantucket. Um, they were just, you know, Toby, uh, Amy, Caitlin, and I'm sorry I can't remember everyone's name right at this second, but, you know, Jeff and I went over there, and they just they treated us like gold, and I'll, I'll never forget that. They've, they've become very good friends. And it's it's what what listening and again I implore everybody to listen to um, Ed Lambert. I mean he he's he's outraged. I'm outraged um, because it's almost as if they're they're taking away the the choice. Even though Daryl and you you your name was on, you were able to run. You got five thousand votes, but they took away the choice of the citizens in Barnstable and they took away the choices of every single Republican town committee that locked you out of their town. And they took away the choice of conservatives and you did a lot of door knocking. You did a lot of, um, you know, I had a thousand signs. I think I have two boxes left. And, and, and to, to be locked out of basically, um, you know, Barnstable, the town that you live in, well, and, I was, told I, you, I, and I was an elected member of the of the uh, Barnstable Republican Town Committee. I was also a delegate at the state convention. And, you know, well, you know, I learned my lesson, but but I don't want people. I I think this all happens for a reason. And it's like a light is being shown and it's time. I mean, people were calling up to Ed Lambert and saying that they want to go protest in front of the Cape Cod Times because, you know, they won't report on politics. They'll only report, you know, a slant the way that the Democrats slant. And people are really starting to realize. And I'm glad because we cannot give illegal aliens the right to vote. No. No, no, and I don't care what the heck the House Democrats, uh, you know, whatever they were in the judicial committees, no, because they know this is the only way they'll they'll be able to hold on to ruling this country. And and if I am sorry, but I want one person, a Democrat, if they stood in front of me and can justify that they think paying all these higher prices is worth it, then they just better be prepared for some fisticuffs because I will knock them out. Well, I mean, they're all you know they have a recession-proof job, and if you they look work at, for state or federal government, right? If you look, uh, and actually that's one of the reasons that someone said that they thought I might not have been successful is because I was a government employee. And I said, wait a minute, I was a government employee, but I also have a lawsuit against that government employee. And I stood up, I stood up to them. 
Absolutely. What was really hurtful was one of the people that I went to, he's a prominent person in the town and he spent about a million of his own dollars in the last few years um, trying to prevent the, the wind farms in, um, in um, Nantucket uh, Sound. So when I went to him, he said, does Judy Crocker support you? And I, I was honest. I said, no. And he said, why? I said, I don't know. You'll have to ask her. And I called him back a number of days ago, and he had some choice words for me that I was a money-grubbing, I won't even say what the other word was, because I have a lawsuit. And I said, wow, um, that's really hurtful. <laughs> What's his number? Um, I don't well, know. Give, it to me, give it to me off air, because he's okay. going to be getting a phone call from me. Yeah, it was... Um, and, and because, the, because here's he the was, thing. Full disclosure, we had the entire lawsuit listed on the webpage when we created it back in April. It's been there. Full disclosure, full transparency. Nothing was well, ever hidden. It was, you know, it was the the acronym, not the acronym, but, you know, I was described as a money grubbing something, something because I have a lawsuit. And I said, and I explained it on air and I said, I, it, it wouldn't be right for me. You know, and I know you got mad at me for saying the P word, so I won't say it, but you can't talk to me about <laughs> flaccid. Your parts, All she you know? can say it's flaccid private flaccid. parts. <laughs> flaccid or Rex private parts. They don't, that's off limits for me. I'm sorry. We're not friends and you're not my husband. So <laughs> we can't talk about it. And, um, you know, I think that's really reasonable in my 23rd year of the state police and, you know, having been the one female undercover with like 30 guys in a unit and never a problem. So whatever. Um, but but I guess that's how the whisper campaign works. And, you know, when you confront them, their eyes get really big because I guess no one ever, you know, and I did it nicely, but um, just very disappointing. But I want people to speak up and attend meetings and stay in the game because it's do or die right now. I mean, you know, they trying to take our kids from us. Um, you know, split the families, take away religion. Um, and when people are in, you know, confusion and distress, they'll follow anybody, you know, as a police officer, you know, things are on fire or there's chaos. And when you tell people, Hey, you move over there, they go. Right. Yes. And you know, when there's so much chaos and so much confusion in the world, boys can't be girls, girls are boys. And Men can have babies, which is totally ridiculous. Um, it's a whole movement to try to separate and divide. So we need to really come back together. And if you have faith or you're thinking about faith, you know, have you know, share that with your children, share that with your friends. It, you know, gives me peace. And you know, I, I just, I admire people who are trying to do the right thing. Diane Bronson at the Chatham RTC was really fabulous to me. Um, and a, a lot of people, in, you know, were. But it's not Republican. It's not American. If you have a job and your job definition says you have to be neutral and you're supposed to help people, then, you know. <laughs> just How many it. candidates? that it could have been really good, solid candidates have been discouraged from running. And that's the part that's really frustrating. Well, Tom Keith ran against Therese Murray, and I'm sure he faced the same thing. I wasn't aware it's been going on for this long. But what that says to me 
is you're a feckless coward leader if if you're not going to support like how do you not support a woman a veteran and a police officer someone who you know volunteered at a rape crisis center has three teens and has lived here her whole life because you couldn't be controlled well uh, and and you know, as I said, the person the person right now I really feel sorry for because we go back to the unwritten rule of you can't publicly support. Now these are Republican in office, Republicans that are in office right now cannot or they're really, encouraged they to not yeah. endorse a candidate that is running for office with an incumbent Democrat. So Dowlin was going to be, if, if Dowlin succeeded in the primary, she would have run against Julian Sayre. Basically, what is happening is the, the current Republican incumbents in office will not support, we'll just say the, Chris the, Lazon, the primary who winner. is the person, that, yeah, the primary winner, Chris Lazon. Already, I've not seen a single endorsement for him. No. But even and worse, even I worse. I haven't seen Barnstable RTC. I saw Mashpee. Mashpee's not even his area. That's Carrie McRae's area. Now, has Mashpee supported Carrie? I don't know. I don't know if they have, but, it, you know, it's not even Chris Lazon's area. So if Mashpee was focusing on anything, you know, they should be focusing on Carrie. So because nobody from Mashpee can vote for Chris Lazon. One of the questions I thought was very interesting that, uh, Ed Lambert asked Judy Crocker, he asked her outright, will you publicly support Jeff Deal? <laughs> she said, he goes, yes. will, you, will you support Jeff Deal for mm. governor? And she said, of course. And he says, will you publicly support Jeff Deal? Um, um, well, we'll be working behind the scenes. Right. Um, you Just know, like they work behind the fundraising, scenes. Fundraising, but they will not come out and they will not publicly endorse Jeff Deal, which I find extremely interesting. Because you have right now what is in Massachusetts, it's, it's split. And I knew about this before, um, you know, Darlin said she was interested in running. So I reached out to some political people in Massachusetts and they said, look, the Republican Party is really divided right now between the establishment and I wouldn't say new Republicans, but maybe, yes, new Republicans, ones that, you know, are not establishment Republicans. And what I was like, they want to do the right thing. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's that that's everywhere. Never in my life. And that, and I think people on Twitter can say we've we've been around a lot of these whole politics and the political arenas and all that stuff ever. Have I seen the type of divide, the blatant divide that is down there to the point where you have Republican, establishment Republicans that are willing to support Incumbent Democrats that are like Biden, that are like Hillary Clinton. Well, let's just take Julian Sierra for a second, all right? Julian oh, Sierra. His wants ass to has been on TV more than I ever want to see it. He wants to legalize prostitution. Are you serious? Yes. So, would, so elected Republicans are down with that? They're okay that prostitution is on the menu for their kid? I don't think so. So, because the establishment Republicans right now, and then this is why I feel sorry for the, the candidate, and I don't care what Judy Crocker and Will Crocker says, they don't believe the current candidate has a shot in hell to beat Julian Sarah. Well, I don't know what they believe, but it doesn't appear that, you know, they're supporting him. I don't see, I don't see that. Oh, yeah. The, oh, they're sending standouts. Money. Well, yeah, they gave him, you know, 
five or $600. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I haven't seen them at one standout. They did not participate at all in the petition signing. They, and, and the, you know, and this is the this is a very important question because you have Massachusetts allowed illegal aliens to get driver's licenses, non citizens. Well, illegal aliens to get driver's licenses, and they need to provide less documentation than you or I if we went to get a license. Okay, right. and. Hence my snarky comment where I said, oh, they'll just be, you know, ferry over to the Cape and they'll be business as usual and they'll get the license in a jiffy, the Venezuelans, right? Right? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but, and I just lost my track of thought. Oh, this is a Diane brain. <laughs> well, that's all right. So how about if I read um, something from this from the state committee? It's, I'll, I'll try to be quick. Um, Mass GOP Baker, Rhino, state committees, which is Ju- Judy and... Uh, her friends, once again skip a meeting in protest of Trump supporter Chairman Jim Lyons. Unprecedented boycotts, progress of crucial Republican policy and plans for the upcoming midterm elections. Today, in an unprecedented move, Baker Rhino State Committee members participated in a boycott of the GOP, Mass GOP State Committee meeting scheduled for Wednesday, September 14th. In doing so, that obstructed the advancement of the Mass GOP agenda. Our colleague rhinos are now devolving into an unprecedented level of rank obstructionism that is completely inappropriate, says Chris Ryan, chairman of the Western Massachusetts GOP Patriots PAC. Those in position of responsibility and authority in the governance structure of an association have a fiduciary duty to the organization, including duties of care, loyalty, and obedience. So basically, um, GOP chairman Jim Lyons Again, faced Baker Rhino's critics with his own party last week as state committee members skipped a scheduled meeting in direct protest. Um, last January, Will Crocker decided not to attend a meeting because Lyons, quote, refused to allow a parliamentarian to be present. Crocker said he that he requested that. And, I have um, I actually have his letter. If you want me oh to read gosh, the letter. Yes, yes this please. Is, this is the letter that Will Crocker, again, state committee person, sent to all of the state committee members in the state. This is how this is. And, and when I read it, you'll see how arrogant this guy is. This was the letter he sent out. Please be aware that a number of us have decided to not attend tonight's meeting because you refused to allow a parliamentarian to be present even after one was made available. Your authoritarian and heavy-handed manner for running our meetings will no longer be tolerated, and we hope you reconsider your decision for a future meeting. This is a friendly reminder of party bylaws relating to a quorum. A quorum for all business shall consist of no fewer than 40 regular members, although less than such a number can act to adjourn a meeting. Without a quorum... No business or votes may be conducted, no budgets passed, and no convention rules adopted. We strongly recommend that you work with our national committee members to reschedule the meeting with a parliamentarian that they identified present. In closing, we look forward to an update on the three ballot initiatives, as well as the results of a special election in the 4th Essex, and any information you are planning to share on the Attorney General's investigation. Sincerely, Will Crocker, State Committee, Cape and Islands. (laughs) So let's go back to the quorum issue, okay? What they're trying to do is they're trying to basically strangle the GOP in mass to stop business because the establishment candidate, you know, establishment committee people, i.e. Will Crocker, Judy Crocker, who, according to his dowdy, don't 
necessarily, and and I know there's been some controversy regarding gym lines or whatnot. You you can't strangle the GOP party in the middle of elections that are coming up, okay, to stop business because you don't like how it's done, okay? I've been on a lot of boards. A lot of times we don't get along, but the bottom line is you've got to still keep functioning and you've got to fund it. This is outrageous. Yeah, this is the letter that and 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 he sent out. um, So what many didn't see, or maybe they did see. I think a lot of them may have seen that that the um, Mike Scarla Scarletta, his name is, yeah, who's running for uh, state committee um, person in like Worcester County. I think he um, maybe already is a state committee one. I'm not, and he may be, but he he um, basically he's up in 2024. If anyone's in that um, area, decided to, um, you know, go after Dowling, you know, telling her basically that she wasn't a, you know, a good candidate or whatever. And, and uh, made a lot of interesting comments because apparently our little friend, Will Crocker, is still playing his games, i.e. that meeting last week. So what do you do and how do you handle that? Well, I you vote him out. I, th- I you believe f- so. You vote him out or... As far as I'm concerned, the unwritten rule that Judy Crocker and Will Crocker are, you know, basing their, you know, let's put their lives on, whatever. Um, they should be, they should be resigning. They should be forced to resign because they, <laughs> they are not representing their, Absolutely. their constituents. A hundred percent. And once this starts to get around, I mean, I don't know, I haven't read what the bylaws are, but it's abhorrent and it, it, it robs the, the residents in the citizens of the Cape and Islands to make a choice for themselves. And that's because why they're kingmakers. They think well, they're kingmakers. The thing is, is, it's a volunteer position. So it's not like they're getting paid $200,000 a year to disenfranchise people. Um, it's more of a, you know, maybe a power trip, but they were Baker supporters. And, you know, I voted for Baker. And, but then when he fired 17 of my friends and locked down my kids for a couple of years, and, you know, one of my daughter's friends committed suicide and the other one tried um, you, you can't lock down people like that. It just no. it didn't work. Um, and they're just faithful to him. And, you know, Will, when he lost his reelection, Baker gave him a job, which I'm sure will be up in November when Jeff Deal wins. And yes. it's, it's selfish. And it's selfish of those candidates because what it says to me is you're not able to stand in a room of opposing views and stand up for people. You know, you're willing to get a job that you you make $180,000 a year and you're recession proof, you know, for the next whatever number of years and everybody else be damned. And and interestingly enough, um, you know, all the establishment uh, Democrats and the incumbent Democrats are, are laughing. They're laughing. So are, are these establishment Republicans you know, similar to the ones that are out there nationally fighting so hard to keep new Republicans out of office because they feel that their control is going to be gone. I mean, we saw it with when Trump got into office. We saw when he was surrounded by the establishment um, and the and decisions now they're that they tried to make. DeSantis. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's because when you shine a light, these cockroaches scatter and people are so afraid of losing their position. I mean, we we're spending it's our money 
it's our money. I think one year I paid $70,000 in taxes. It was my salary. You know, I'm, I'm married, but it was my salary for a whole year. And I came home and cried. I said, I can't believe it. We paid $70,000 in taxes. It was just, it was a good year for my husband. But, you know, now, you know, we used to have $10,000 in the bank. We don't have that now. And, oh. and, and people are, are truly, truly hurting. I mean, are getting their cars repossessed. It, uh, food is ridiculous, especially on the Cape gas. And our state senator is more worried about legalizing prostitution and that, you know, 50 people who each got $1,200 phones, um, clothes. And the faux uh, outrage food that he had. And, and they got housed at Otis Air Force Base, which is now called Joint Base Cape Cod, where it was proposed that our homeless veterans be, home, be housed there and cared for there. And it was a big no. It was a huge Out- no. Outrageous. And um, unfortunately, we're out of time right now because we, we have our show coming up um, with Rick and um Ordy, right rick yep that's the one um <laughs> but we're going to be continuing um this on our next show um because I, I think we need to shine a spotlight on what is wrong with the republican party and still tell people we still need to come together but remove the cancer that's causing you know this this disenfranchising of of um citizens I think we need more people to step up and realize. Yes, and, and speak and pay attention because people are mortified now. Like I had no idea there was an unwritten rule. Well, now you do. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. And Don't then leave the party. Make the people who aren't being responsible principally leave people. the party. They need to leave. So, anyways, we hope everybody has a great week, Darlin. Where can we find you? You can find me at www.darylinhayward.com at Twitter. Uh, Daryl and Haywood. And, and then you can find me at DMB1031 on Twitter. And you guys all know where to find us. <laughs> We're easy to find. Have a great week, everybody. See you in a few weeks. Bye. Couple of weeks. <laughs> Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.